Greetings and welcome to another episode of Being Healthy, the Shaolin Way. Today, we'll continue our exploration of the secret dragons of creative writing. With the descent into darkness, the sky flared and twisted like screaming flames. I saw it in the congealing reflections ripping across a teenager's sunglasses. She was maybe 13, and her shoulders glistened like caramel glaze. A green hand flashed in a yellow metal box across the street. I heard the sudden electric crack of a chrome pistol bouncing high off the pavement. Shrunken head eyes stared at me from a black car streaked with angry light as the passenger window moved up like a closing spaceship door and sealed them behind reflective darkness. Heat shivers wriggled above the searing concrete and rippled the air. I closed my eyes, hoping the entire city of Detroit would just disappear. Excerpted from Concrete Abrasions. Mystic Rose is right. The dragon of putrefaction does sound horrid, and it is a horrid experience to meet the dragon of putrefaction. But without confronting the dragon of putrefaction, there is no way to meet the beautiful dragon of fermentation, which dragon represents, in her own beautiful way, the birth, or rebirth, if you will, of a new writer. When writers first begin to achieve success and become recognized as real writers, not those who stay at home hoping they will, someday, see their name in print. They begin to move away from the creative mindsets that finally brought them their success. They begin not wanting to make mistakes, and thus they begin the fine art of dousing their own creative spark. We try and fit in as writers, and the quality of our work becomes more acceptable and less volatile. We develop a more mature voice, less edgy, less in your face, and more reassuring to the social culture around us. If you study the lessons from the first four dragons of creative writing, you'll have a measure of success as a writer. Perhaps you will achieve the blessing and curse of being published. This is when writers take stock of themselves in a serious way. We see the chance of success as possible, but oh so very far away. But we see the chance of public failure as growing closer with each chapter or verse we write. So we begin to play it safe. The imp of the perverse has become our literary agent. Suddenly, we are ever more conscious of others' opinions. How will our work be judged? What kind of reviews will our work garner? Do we have a theme in our work? If not, and we, could be judged as not literary enough. Are we not economical enough? Then we write purple prose. The judges, after all, are always qualified to judge our work and find it wanting. A critic may bemoan our lack of tension or, God forbid, an unclear character arc because no story can really be any good without the author prostituting himself before these golden rules, can they? Certainly not. That would be like living in the Matrix without first having watched the movie to show us how to behave in that fictional construct. At these moments, we have doused our created sparks with fear and buried them in muck and slag of egotistical sensitivities. Our writing becomes to develop a certain odor of commonality about it. Like good soldiers in the army of writing zombies, we lumber forward as though alive, yet writing without zest. We are more afraid of wounds to our ego than we are of falling down while running with exuberance. We have traded away our spark of created heart to put on the uniform of peer review. We become good students and only face forward. We become respectable writers and stay between the lines. In our writings, our readers and critics expect to see a glimpse into our souls and, 
As writers with a little success under our belt, we want to clean up a little bit before that photo shoot. Here, the need to hide our raw instincts and uncomfortable observations beneath the putrefaction known as conformance. It is a black and murky thing for writers to slip a leash around their own neck and then heal to the side of convention. Somewhere below that ugly darkness float the scattered points of creativity that made that person into a writer in the first place. But if we don't succeed in our confrontation, if we don't dive into the decomposing darkness of ourselves brought about by our initial success, then we will not be able to break the surface again with our lost creative sparks held tight in our fists like captured fireflies. We will never be able to look about that inky mess and gaze on the radiant beauty of the dragon of fermentation as she rises up from the dark and into the night sky. To writers, achieving that moment gives the right to release our handful of recaptured creative fireflies and send them skyward with her as she rises toward the constellations. This is the end of today's episode. If you'd like to learn more about the monks of the Shaolin Temple, please visit shaolintempleus.net. Until we next meet, I wish you namaste.